and gentlemen, and welcome to the greatest show on earth. And welcome to the Three Guys Podcast with Brett, Brian, and Derek. And tonight, yeah, we have the mug, <laughs> which we didn't get a chance. To, actually, that mug didn't go to, with you. A little upset. I thought we were going to see Italy and the Netherlands, and we didn't. But a long story. But tonight we have two great co-hosts, um, Jennifer Pasica and Ria Pizza. an Italian and we have a great guest that was recommended by Kevin Crick yet again Kevin's I'm gonna have to hire Kevin to be my um, this podcast is sponsored by Kevin Crick he's gonna be my he's gonna be my booking agent (laughs) Kevin's my booking agent so Brianna Betts no relation to Mookie Betts we clarified that before we started unfortunately but um Brianna's got some interesting information but before we do that we're going to just basically start off with a pick one that Marie has geared specifically for you. And we just basically break the ice and get you to feel comfortable. All right. <laughs> listen, if these really questions, listen, you say this, there's an exclamation. There's like a little asterisk that these questions are terrible. It has nothing to do with the three guys podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote them 10 minutes ago. By the way, I just would like to point out, not only is this podcast somewhat sponsored by Kevin Crick, but it should be by the Steelers. Oh, yeah. We've got three Steeler fans on oh, here this yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Mine's somewhere. I, I wish I had. I didn't know. <laughs> when I found out Brie was a Steeler fan, I went home and got her a towel. So yep. she's not that terrible towels. Oh. I love that thing. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's, um, I always bring it out. Don't worry. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So um, pick one, right? We're going to go. go. Marie, it's all, all you. right. Again, these are really simple. Um, all right. Winter in New England or summer in New England? Winter in New England. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. What? I swear. You like winter. I, do, I don't really, I like summer, but I want to go snowboarding. I like the winter. I like when it snows. Like I, I'm down for winter and you don't need AC. You can always put on more layers, but you can only appropriately take so many off. So. Give me oh winter. God, you gotta be <laughs> kidding me! I thought that was the easiest question we we're gonna get. You're gonna say summer. <laughs> Go ahead, Maria. That's, that's disappointing. All right, Brie, cocktails or flowers? Cocktails, because they can have flowers in them. I like that. Ooh. This next one I wrote down is just kind of like silly: cactus or cone. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go cactus. <laughs> I know we'll get into it, but the name of her company is Cactus and Cows. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. All right. This is because I'm bitter that you moved, but Boston, <laughs> Boston or Portland? Oh, my gosh. I'm being put on the spot. I have, to say, I have to say Portland just because I'm absolutely loving it here, but it hasn't had the opportunity to properly upset me yet. So give me, you know, like it's never, I haven't reached that point in the relationship. We're only, it's only been three months. So either way, right now, Portland, but who knows, maybe I'll be back. You're still in the honeymoon phase. I know exactly. We're just getting <laughs> to know each other. We haven't really gotten to that point, but. And I'm still waiting and, for you to settle in so I can come up. Yes. Oh my gosh, please do. I have way too big of an apartment. I'm not used to it. So I don't really even know like what to do with extra space. I just like don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, I love it in here. All right. Um, American football or traditional football? I know you're a soccer fan. Of course, traditional. I'm so sad. as much as I love love watching the Steelers with you, but definitely 
gotta go soccer, gotta go traditional. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nashville or Vegas? You're like the one you went with me. I have to say <laughs> Nashville for sure. Uh, by day three in Vegas, I've only gone once. I didn't even want to touch alcohol. Like I was, people are giving me free drinks and I was like, no, <laughs> it was just too much for me. I definitely did it too, a little bit too hard. I was excited, but I don't think I need to go back to Vegas. I think I did enough in just three days. <laughs> I hear that. I have a two night max on both cities. So yeah, exactly. Nashville. We got out after that second night. So <laughs> you were lucky. Yeah, we survived. Cool. Um, savory or sweet? Ooh. Oh my God. I want them together. Can I just want them together. That's always my thing, but I do more spicy sweet. So I'm going to go sweet just, just because yeah, I'll go sweet. Okay. I'd rather eat like all candy and all savory. Um, all right. Just not. <laughs> night in or night out? <laughs> night in. <laughs> I had a feeling it'd be right. I'm like, that's why I like winter. I'm like, oh good, I don't have to feel bad about staying inside. I'm gonna craft some more. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. All right, last one's kind of like just here to be funny. Don't answer it. I just had to do it to you. Kevin right. or Packy. Oh my god. <laughs> I made her pick between our friends. <laughs> well, it's wrong. <laughs> We've been sponsored by Kevin Crick, so I gotta stay Crick on, on recording. Yeah, sorry, Packy. Yeah. Hope you're listening. Yeah, I don't just don't listen to this. <laughs> Those were good ones though. I loved that. Right. See, we try to have someone it ended better than I thought. <laughs> oh, you're not getting graded, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> That's true. You know. That's really bad. And you know what? It's good that she actually asked the question because I had like movie questions and I'm like, but if you're not a big movie buff, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. No, I haven't seen a lot of the classics. No, but I'm actually kind of upset about the winter thing still. So I don't know how you can <laughs> docker early, cold. That's just miserable. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love it. I want to move out where J where JP is. She's out in Los Angeles where it's nice and warm, stays warm most of the year. It's warm. And California is great, but you you don't get the seasons and you do miss that. We've lived all over the no, country and that no, is what I won't miss. Oh, it yes, sir. I, no, I won't miss it. I seriously won't miss it. No, I really? Nope. Nope. You could deal with heat all the time. Oh, yeah. Every day. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. No. The hotter, the better. It's beach. I live in wow. a beach. What do you think? Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So, Brianna, I'm going to do your introduction that you sent over to me because I really did like it. It was really good. Oh, good. All right. So, Brianna Abri is the owner of Cactus & Cone, which is an event-based company with varying services from bartending to decorating she elevates parties or private dinners with personalized details with infection for a good theme. Her services also include social media content creation and logo website building. I normally even say if you're throwing a party or have a comp or have company, I can provide you a service to narrow down how much I do. So that's, I mean, you're like, you know, it's like weird because you're moving on the zoom screen. Every time I look over, you're over here and now you're over there. So <laughs> Um, so that's Brianna's introduction. And um, so Brianna, I was looking at your um, bio and I noticed that you said you grew up in um, North Atterboro. I did. On a farm. Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. I had some, I had like an interesting leading up into moving to the city. I grew up on a farm. So I got to get into gardening and animals and all these things that the city does not have. So that's what made me move there. But living in, the, in Boston for so long, what kind of brought me to what I do was 
missing the things about the country that the city didn't have. So eventually one day I got into flowers, I got into bringing greenery in certain situations. And I always try to make everything look very whimsical and kind of the way that I would have that at home. So definitely going from the farm to the city was interesting. And I pull a lot of my inspiration for what I do from being more of like a farm girl. I also, I just recently got a truck, very proud of it. So I was trying to hold on to like my farm girl roots. So did you always want to do that when you were, since you were a young little tyke? Yeah, tyke. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I actually, I had big ambitions for what I thought I was going to be. I originally started school to be a veterinarian. I um I started, I went to Suffolk actually in biology. Oh, that? Yeah, Suffolk, good times. And then, of course, biology is not as easy as you think it's going to be. Saying you're going to be a vet because I had farm animals seemed uh, possible, but I was bartending all the time. I was doing events. I kind of already got into what I was going to do while in college, and that started taking a lot of my attention. So eventually I switched my degree to advertising which I finished in and Spanish so I kind of just gave myself this nice big you know very like useful major that I've still been using today I think to say I'm using my degree I know a lot of people go way off of what they actually went to school for but I love that I am making logos websites branding I still do that and that's kind of my little you know in my back pocket thing but then the events I have sporadically so it's it's been nice to have that Oh, that's good. And it was, I noticed that you've had quite a bit of different jobs. You were a bartender, uh, graphic, you did you do graphic designer and illustrator. So is that what led you to finally decide you want to open up your business? Uh, yeah, I, um, well, actually I always say that COVID was both like a blessing, like I said, pushed me in so many ways, but also was pretty bad for the event industry. But when it was happening, I obviously couldn't bartend in a restaurant anymore, but I had already started my business but I was too afraid to go full-time just because you never think you're going to have enough work. I constantly convinced myself like why it wasn't going to work and all these things. So when COVID hit, I was, you know, what? if there's any time for me to just sit down with my thoughts and structure what I do and give it a shot and see how it goes, it's now. So I went full-time with it, um, stopped bartending in restaurants, but of course, then you have to fill in all that extra income. So that's how I started pulling at all those skill sets I've acquired through the years, I'm like, okay, I do calligraphy, I do this, I teach. Oh, that's reminding me to answer this call. <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> it's like very forgetful. Um, but yeah, so I ended up pulling on all the skill sets I had. Originally, I thought I was just going to be a florist with some bartending services and then a couple other things. But as I started kind of putting together all these things that I do at a professional level, I kind of put together this nice event package and saw that all was a through line. It kind of was leading me there this entire time. So I didn't really see it so clearly all the years leading up into it, but COVID made me kind of sit down, figure it out and just launch it completely. So that was unique. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that did that. We talked about that before on the podcast. Like you say, it was kind of a blessing and a curse, but it did push people to do things that they have a passion for and that they really are like, Hey, we really live one time and I'm going to go for it because you can always default back, right? Like you yeah. always go back to bartending or event services or whatever, but girl, go for it. Like explore what's <laughs> out there. And it looks like you've been really successful. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It definitely was most, mostly that because I could always go back to bartending and everything, which is great. And I almost kind of found my way on the 
to still be working within restaurants, but just not be behind the bar. So now I like to do these celeb shifts around the city. So now that everyone knows, like I'm still in the industry, but I have that flexible schedule and I have those connections and I didn't leave in any way that was like, I quit the industry. It kind of was like a big lull for all of us. So now I get to have a lot of fun doing celeb shifts behind the bar. You'll find me at the tall ship I did recently, that new boat in East Boston. Um, a lot of bars around the city. All my friends are just like, hey, I know your schedule is kind of weird now. Can you bartend? And I, I love it every once in a while. So are you getting a lot of your business from like referrals or solely off your Instagram or how are you finding new customers these days? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so weird. I, it's, it's funny because the most, um, a lot of people, depending on if they're familiar with Instagram or if they're very old school, mm -hmm. so I get my really cute neighbors like, Oh, are you, do you, you know, do magazine articles? Like, you know, they ask me the cutest thing. Are you in the newspaper? And, and I'm like, no, no, I'm <laughs> online. I'm on Instagram. And it's really cute when they ask me that because I haven't done any um, general advertising that I haven't really done a magazine. I haven't done anything besides making a TikTok and Instagram and just keeping my portfolio as up to date as possible. And, but basically it's been word of mouth for me. It's really awesome that I have really cool clients and I always tell everyone in the industry, if you work well with a client, you're probably going to work well with their friends because they, they all are very similar people. You get to meet them. You get to kind of see them in their element before you choose them as a client and they choose you. So each wedding I've ever booked, whether a baby shower, event, party, I always get another one. Well, if, when you do a good job, of course, people are like, I want yeah. your information. And it's really great for me to get to meet them. They get to meet me. They see how I do. And the referrals just kind of pour in. So I have never um, had an issue with getting getting the work, but it's been really great that I just get to keep showing up and seeing familiar faces. And then I'm kind of traveling through friend groups of the next one gets married and then the next one has a baby. And it's kind of it's kind of cool to see all of their their lives kind of grow in meeting different types of parties. I think it's great too, how you work with the buildings in Boston. That's like got to be the best free advertising for you. So <laughs> she does a lot of the events for the, um, the, the newer buildings or whatever, larger buildings around the city. And it's like absolutely fantastic, like free advertisement for you because everybody in the building can see what amazing work you do. Yeah. The luxury buildings are awesome. So I, I love their kind of like a canvas because you have this great event planner who you know, it's difficult for them to probably always just have to come up with a different event. So when they have someone like me, who just have all these ideas for things, and I kind of just need someone who wants to pay for it, like, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I could host all these parties, but who wants to actually have them? So I have my little like thoughts, book. this is part of it. I'm always like scribbling, this would be a cool party, this would be a cool party. I just have all these little ideas. And all I really need is the budget, because I haven't really gotten into the part where you host it, and then you sell tickets just because I don't, I haven't really worked up that budget and it, it can be really scary to kind of do a ticketed event. So when I work with these luxury buildings that are super cool, they're just looking to entertain in very fun and unique ways, all of the people, who, all their tenants that live in the building. So mm -hmm. I can pitch an idea, pitch them this whole package and they're probably the best people for it because they'll help you. They have a beautiful space. I love working with Nima. Nima's awesome. Uh, Rachel, the event coordinator is always like, she's like, whatever, what's something fun you thought of? And I said, I want to do a bouquet and botanical bar event. She's like, perfect. I'm getting you a DJ and we're going to do it on the rooftop. I'm like, awesome. So I kind of set up this entire station where 
there was flowers everywhere and it was kind of DIY, make your own bouquet with just guided signs. And then you come up to me and I make you like this beautiful flower covered botanical cocktail. So that one was really, really fun. That was just like great that she was like, you know what, run loose with it. I trust you. And I do well in that space. Well, and that's me too, because you're talking about the condo buildings. I mean, we, we move around a lot. And so with the condos we live in, like if you get in with one, so many of them manage other buildings. Yeah. If you do well for them, it's just like an automatic, Hey, we've used Brie. She was awesome here. Give her a call. So it's almost like you say, it's just built in referrals, which is amazing. Yeah. Especially starting out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the referrals. And it's funny. It's the exact same thing as if you meet a bride and her best friend then getting married and you like the brides, you then you, the best friend's cool too. Most venues have always passed me around to somebody who's equally cool. Like all the cool people kind of congregate. So I really like those referrals. How did you come up with the name Cactus and Cone? And what does it mean? Yeah, I know. It's funny because it, it kind of fell out of my mouth one day. Um, this is, I used to bartend over at Pier 6 and I was booking so many things and trying to come up with like my own it's so funny when you're close to your own brand you really don't know what to do with it because they brand other people all the time so i'll do theirs and i got really into pine cones and succulents it was my initial kind of interest because i loved they were solo maintenance i was a college student i was always building things with succulents i was always bringing home tons of pine cones that's what my tattoo is and i just got obsessed with pine cones because they look like wooden flowers so if you ever look at them, I'm like, they're wooden flowers. Nobody can tell me otherwise. <laughs> but my obsession with this look that a succulent looks like a pine cone. And I kind of, you know, ended up, I think someone counted them in my house once. I did a cleanse recently because I moved, but it was bad. I think I had like a hundred and something pine cones in the house. And it just she counted every single <laughs> one. And it was a problem. Yeah, definitely a problem. And um, so I, my inspiration for the name was just the two things I love, like cacti- cactuses, succulents. So cactus, it was going to be cactus and pine cone were the two things I wanted to go together. And I, I wouldn't settle for not having those be the reason I got into plants so much. So I just pretty much took pine off of cone. It was going to be pine and something or cactus and something. And I kind of just settled on that. Like, this flows. I like how it sounds. It works. Well, it's pretty cool because if you get the chance to expand like domestically, you pretty much go West Coast to East Coast, right? Because on the West Coast, you've got, we're, we're from Arizona, you've got all the cactus on the West Coast, yeah. you've got all the succulents. And then as you move like to the Midwest and East, you've got all the pine cones and all the more folly foliage. So you've really, you've got the whole thing already ready to go. Yeah. And she's I, got I, the I, merch too. Like, yeah. All over. <laughs> I, do, I do have the merch. I love the merch. Oh my God. No, it's, it's, um, it's funny you say that. That's what I talk about all the time. I, w- I was almost thinking like palm to pine was something I was thinking about. And because I was born in Tampa, Florida, but I didn't grow up there. I grew up in New England. So I love the palm and pine. And I also, another thing I love is Italy was when you will have a pine tree next to a beach. And I thought like, it, it, but also have kind of palm type, you know, structures. So I always really loved the combination of the two together. That's funny you say that because I do like I think about that all the time. So who are you, who are the people coming to you? Like if I was to say if I looked up cactus and cone in a nutshell, because I heard a lot of you know explanations and descriptions, but what are you who are your normal customers or clients that are coming to you? What are they looking for? 
So a lot of the time, uh, which works best for me is I have a lot of clients who have seen my visuals. They trust my taste. They've seen me execute so many things. A lot of things I just am not afraid to take on right away. So I, most of my clients would be someone who's either throwing a party or starting a company and they just have no idea what to ask for. So I have someone even recently, uh, a client this weekend, where she said, I'm not sure what you do fully. It seems like you do everything I need. So I need, a, I'm throwing a party and I haven't started anything. So in many ways, I'm almost an event coordinator without doing a lot of the extra things. That's what it so sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I am and I'm not. I'm almost like the event telling you, but you're hiring me as the vendor. So I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I am the vendor, but I'm also coordinating you to myself in many ways. And then I'm referring you to the missing gaps that you probably didn't even notice you had. So most of the time I get a lot of people like that. Um, and when I get a certain bride who thinks she just hired me as a florist, I always say, I also offer this. Like I try to be an event one-stop shop. Like I'd love for you to be able to get everything you need through me and make life easier for everyone. But also when the decorations and the flowers and the calligraphy, everything comes from one person, it's cohesive. So I think it just also makes a lot more sense to use one person because you can oversee it better. And um, those people like love that. So they come to me like, I don't know what to do. Here's my event. Here's what I want to spend. Does that make sense? And because I know so much about random things, it, it helps kind of narrow it down for them. So have you seen like an increase? I mean, I guess, well, I don't know. I mean, we had COVID. So more people have signed to have parties now or are they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People have been having parties actually this entire time. And I was very fearful. Like, of course, initially, no, there's nothing going on. But once people started, you know, being comfortable throwing these parties, there there was a big influx of tons of parties. And I still have a lot of, especially this year, has been a lot, but, um, interestingly in events, I always was thinking my fear in the back of my head, well, the holidays are busy. There's wedding season. And then the holidays, and I'm going to have this lull and I'm always afraid of this lull. I'm always thinking there's a lull in events. I'm realizing there's not really a lull. Like there's really no, maybe like in the beginning or, you know, jam, but not even because you have the holidays and then you have the restaurant holiday parties when other people who didn't have the holiday parties, new year, mm -hmm. Valentine's day, people have flower events and then you're right back into wedding season all over again. So I used to always think there'd be a gap in all these parties people are booking. I thought maybe after the holidays or something, it would stop. And a lot of, you can always find a reason to celebrate. I think if you meet fun people, they're always going to want to throw a party. Yeah, it's great. You can well, hire I, someone like you to just plan the whole thing. I could sit back yeah. and just not do anything. <laughs> yeah. Hey, JP, I don't mean to cut you off. No, I was going to say, I think people are still, you know, they're still getting used to getting out and not being cooped up, that they just want to get out and be around people, whether it's 10 people in their lobby okay. or at a hotel or whatever. They're, people are, they're ready. So I don't foresee a slowdown for you anytime soon. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm loving it. I, I think I do best too. And I always have something else coming because I've never, I've never worked a job in this way that I leap and I don't make money unless I'm booking stuff. You know, I've never, I've never had that bartending. You show up to work, someone's going to come into the bar and you're going to make money. So mm -hmm. if no one's using my services or no one needs anything, you know, I, I've never had to prospect so much or just always make sure that there is something coming. 
So it's been weird to go from a, I worked my bar shift, I'm going out drinking, I don't have to think about it anymore and just be able to turn your mind off. It's been a huge adjustment to always have to think almost months ahead and make sure I have enough things on my calendar. So it's been interesting. So I have to ask, what exactly, because you said you teach floristry and mixology? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is so, that? Yeah, so um, during the lockdown, I, I, I've done this before. I've been teaching, so I do. I teach flowers, so I'll teach you how to make a centerpiece. And I'll also teach you how to bartend. I'll do like a mixology 101 class. So I was doing those before uh, in person, which were really fun. You know, you have everyone come in. I set you up with your bases, your flowers, or I give everyone their own little mixer and, and we'll do different. Like the mixology classes are cool because they'll do groups of 10 like throughout the night just so that no one's kind of in the back, you know, way behind. So those classes are a little bit smaller. But I've always done those in uh, host events is who I typically work for. I also do events with Clicks and Cheers where I teach their floristry, where a um, a bunch of flowers, so Poppy Floral will send a box of flowers to all these people who are going to be taking my class. And they log into Zoom and, and I'll just teach this class. Sometimes, one time I've had one person, I've done that more than once, and but I can have up to, you know, Zoom holds up to 500 people I think the most I've done was like 200 or so so it's 200 people like watching me in this course and if you can imagine what that gallery view would look like then I want to make sure everyone can keep up um so I so I did that a lot during the lockdown and the way that people were so excited to still be able to connect and uh have something to do was was really cool and it was great for me as well because I lived alone so I was doing kind of four classes a day, just kind of talking to these people. The smaller classes were my favorite, but yeah. it, it's been really cool to kind of make, have people make their drinks and make flowers at home. And I got to work in my sweatpants. So that was cool for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brian, Brian on this, he likes making flowers. He does it all the time at home. Yeah. It actually helps him settle them down. He gets, but he has a tough day at work, <laughs> right, JP? He starts stressing Every out. Every day. Yeah, Every he starts stressing day. out. He starts taking out the flowers <laughs> and he starts mixing and matching. Yeah, I didn't job. want to say so, but yeah, yeah he does. So yeah, you were no, also I- saying before that you're yeah. part, part Thai and part Irish. Did any yeah. of that in your culture or your growing up experience help to um, transform into your business? Yeah, I think in a lot of ways. I um, Well, for the Irish side, I could give it credit to how much I can drink and how I'm good with my... I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, you know, the Irish side could be the liquor... But I know like a lot of Asians are great with flowers, like the industry. We have so many Asian florists, which is awesome. And I, I've met a lot of them. And one thing that we love is when we meet another one, we're like, where are you from? Because, you know, we all kind of look different. And they say I'm Asian. And like, so everyone who looks Asian is like a little, little bit different. So I haven't really met another Thai florist yet. Still looking for my Thai florist friend. But all these different ethnicities, they all have a different style. Like Japanese is the Ikebana method, which I'm sure you're not familiar, but there's a whole style of floristry that's all about simplicity and flow and keeping the arrangements very, very simple. So Japan is known for that. And there's all these different influences based on the different Asian cultures. But I would say that uh, Asians definitely, we, we are just drawn to flowers a lot more than most. There's a lot of them in the industry. So that's probably, that makes sense. No one's ever asked me that. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's good to know, right? <laughs> yeah yeah you never know so um 
Uh, you know what? I know Marie hasn't chimed in. I'm waiting for her to some ask some questions here. <laughs> she's, I brought her as a co-host, and I'm like, she puts herself on mute, and she's like sitting there getting smashed. I, can, I, I am actually. Here's to you, girl. <laughs> um. Well, I don't know what to ask you because I feel like I know so much about you. But I mean, I was gonna say, like, even just like yeah. Brie can plan anything. Like, from you know, we shot a mini episode of Bachelor one night. We were just kind of bored being out, oh and she put all the pieces of these like videos to, together oh and boy. made this like episode. <laughs> it was actually quite brilliant. <laughs> down to the meatball party you had where everybody had to bring their own like meatballs and you filmed kind of confessionals from it. Meatball survivor. It's yes. My meatball survivor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. No, so I love a good theme. So obviously Marie knows this. I almost love a theme so much. I feel like sometimes I force it on my client. Like the first thing I say, I'm like, oh, is there a theme to your party? Sometimes I say no. I'm like, do you want a theme? Are you sure what do you like? Like I will pull for a theme in anything because that just like helps everything come along and makes it fun for everybody when you give a little bit more direction for the event I love that so I threw I threw this event a little bit ago and I called it I came up with this whole idea about meatball survivor so <laughs> there would be all the meatballs you came with your homemade your own recipe whatever you wanted whatever style I did Asian style I did like a sweet and sour Everyone made a bunch. Kevin Crick made the craziest meatball I've ever seen in my life. The Caribbean jerk. I don't even know. It was it was falling apart. It wasn't even meatball. It was just a thing of meat. <laughs> but everyone brought their own and I gave out colored bandanas. So everyone was wearing a bandana and you labeled your meatball to the color of your bandana. It's very intricate. It took, it was a lot of like. All a survivor though. Yeah. Yeah. And so the survival theme. So I pushed my mattress over in my room, made a confessional room, completely cleared it out, put greenery everywhere. And you could go in with my iPad and record who you wanted to vote off and explain why, but we couldn't watch it until the next day. So we had this very intense, there was uh, alliances, there was multiple rounds of elimination and this whole scheme of a like the winter do the polar plunge oh, it was man. in the winter and because I lived across from the beach but I, it was just this very intricate event and in, in my small apartment and people still talk about it and I edited the video together as if it was a survival uh, episode and I just take things way over the top way over the top that's why we <laughs> committed <though>. for sure <laughs> I committed well if you could be on any uh reality show and win like what do you think it would be like are you hinting at oh gosh, crush win. survivor or and now, are you gonna you know, come at me and say you'd win the amazing race yeah, <laughs> shots fired <laughs> you, you know i would love to be on um I, I i'm not a cook i'm working on it that's like my new quest is like i really want to get better at cooking uh but i would love to be on like tiny food kitchen like you know those little shows where they make really really small food yeah i am obsessed with it <laughs> i've never I, heard of that oh i'm gonna send you so many links i dive into this kitchen so they have a small kitchen about this big and you have to just make normal meals but they're this big it's this intricate skill that for a dollhouse kind of but it's real food but it's oh. real. Like it's you're like making like bizarre. an egg. It's is it so on the Food crazy. Network? I hope it's not. I I, no, I think there might be one on Food Network. Um, a, a chef that I know who's super talented. 
Uh, I actually got the chance to build curriculums with her where we did a uh, winter centerpiece and gingerbread house building class together. That was cool. Yeah. But she actually competed on the show. I'll send you like, it's so, it's so cool. Yeah. I think it takes so much precision and skill and it's just funny. So if there's I one show I've on, yeah, I love those shows. I'm all about that. Never okay. So speaking of amazing race and travel, I know yeah. we talked about Thailand, yeah. like, I guess like what is like next on your place, like list of places that you want to go. And then how do you kind of, how are you juggling, you know, you run this amazing business. How are you juggling that with all the events and like still being able to travel? Being able to travel. Yeah. So no, that's, I'm going to hold you to Thailand. You know that. Yeah. And oh, we're going, we're for sure going. Okay. Uh, so well, next where I'm actually going, I will be in Mexico next month. So I'm excited for that. But the actually, you would think that traveling. Are you traveling for vacation or business? Uh, it's going to be a wedding. I'm, it's a friend of mine's wedding that I'm already attending, but I am helping with the wedding because now it just comes with the territory. I go. will never attend a wedding again that I'm not partially working. Yeah. And I'm aware of this now. <laughs> but um, so I'm attending it. Uh, I have been able to work in my travel with work, which has been amazing for me because it's something as you know we we love to travel we're always trying to book our next trip and I've never been able to hold such a strong portfolio where I can reach out to people and hotels like do you need this I also offer food photography for social media pages where only food for the most part is what I offer and so I'll send I'll send people messages I'm like hey I'm visiting this area does your restaurants need content and I can kind of find work from places. I'll do a little bit of spying and see who could use a little love on their page. And, and I can send them my stuff. And most of the time I've been pretty lucky and got some work while going to a place I want to visit. But I just got back two days ago from Virginia where I don't know if anyone saw, I built a moss and succulent wall in this restaurant in Williamsburg. No kidding. Um, yeah, it was really fun, but I will never again travel with my materials because I had 80 pounds worth of moss and succulents in all my <laughs> luggage. So I didn't have enough space for my stuff and I didn't really think about it. So I only brought two, I was away for about a week, a little over a week. And all I had was the clothes I was wearing and then one outfit packed in the Because I had no space. So yeah. I had to buy all my clothes. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Yeah, but <laughs> I was working but she's yeah, done, yeah. But like speaking of that, you've done amazing work. I know you work with a lot of like Easty restaurants and North End restaurants and just, you know, there are smaller cafes that don't really advertise and aren't really on social media. And you've really brought them to life, like with yeah. like working their social media and done some amazing content. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've been trying to always make someone content, but also make it more about them. Like instead of going very generic, I noticed one thing that I try to stay away from that I don't love about social media is there's a trend. Everyone's on that trend. I do understand the importance of trends and that's how TikTok people get famous. They all use that, that was my video. next question because yeah. a lot of people are hesitant to TikTok, but it seems oh, like you're, it. you're getting in there. Listen, I opened up the questions for Marie now. Now she's like taking over the whole podcast. I mean, yeah. <laughs> asking you some receive. Yeah, I'm on it. But no, I do try to stay. I will use trends sometimes. But I also want to like individualize the pages because when everyone's page looks a little bit too similar or you're not doing anything different, I think we get a little desensitized. If I just see, oh, pretty picture of food, pretty picture of food. Yeah, I get it. Like there's going to be 
a point where you kind of stop paying attention. So I, I'll try to make a moving image. I don't know if you've ever seen like the candles on a cake will move or just yeah. little, little tiny things to stand out. Um, but also I do this. I also decorate the restaurants for the holidays. So I try to always make their holiday decorations unique as well. I'm just all about everything should be individual. Like if your restaurant, you have your own thing, you should try to make it fun. Uh, this Italian restaurant, Pazza and Porter, as you know, uh, their theme is red and they're Italian. So I was like, I'm going to make an Aperol Spritz Christmas tree. And they, they just had to like go for it. I'm going to make an Aperol Spritz tree. And then Cafe Dello Sport, their colors are blue, Italian. I'm like, well, you guys are going to get a Sambuca tree. And I always try to tie those things into not only the marketing, they have their own little thing, but also the decor when I get my chance. Yeah, it makes it unique. So I heard someone recently that does a lot of marketing, um, like in the LA area, and they were saying how, you know, they're really encouraging someone to be more active within their social media, their Instagram. And the person was like, well, okay, but like, I'm not going to do TikTok. And they were like, if I could, someone told me this and it is so powerful that Mm -hmm. if this is like what Instagram was 12 years ago or or in 2012, whatever year it was. So they were saying that TikTok is really going to be just as powerful as Instagram and say like eight to 10 years. Oh, I think it already is. I I think, yeah, no, TikTok is very it's great. And I definitely haven't taken advantage about how powerful it is. Half of it to blame for that is I have been really busy. So whenever I'm running at the event and you don't always have, sorry, men, you don't always have a woman there to take a video of you building something and getting the shot you want. So some of the TikToks I've tried to start or some video content that I've, if I had a clone of myself, I could probably accomplish, but when I'm running around and finding whatever strangers near me to to help me build this, you know, nice thing for TikTok. It doesn't always come together because it is a lot more work than it seems. I think people constantly discredit content creators who do that. Like, oh, you, you make all this money on TikTok or you, you're famous. That's your job. The work that goes into it and the studying and actually how much work it can be for somebody is a lot. So I can understand why someone in marketing says, I'm not going to do that. I don't know if because the whole, you know, some people won't use TikTok because, you know, where it comes from and they think it's yeah, or for kids. But yeah. I mean, Instagram, and there was that reluctance at the beginning too. Like, well, I have Facebook and now yeah. everybody's on there. There's yeah. going to be a pushback for sure. But I understand why marketing companies could say, I'm not going to do that because TikTok was the extension of what I started doing for restaurants that took me the most amount of time and work. And although it was the most effective, it was just adding, it's almost like adding another layer to the stuff you had to do. And I used to run nine accounts. So when I have nine social media accounts, I can't make a TikTok for everybody. Then also run my event company. It just, I I couldn't do it. So they were where I kind of said the same thing Uh, in many ways, although I'm a one person show and I don't know if they have help, but I, I will not TikTok for the restaurants anymore. I was going to ask that if you were still working by yourself or if you have plans to, to hire people to help you with whatever yeah. social media or whatever is on your plate, do you hope to expand further? Yeah, I'm really hoping to. I think it's difficult because when it's, of course, like this is my first business, like, you know, it's something that I poured myself into and am so happy to work full time doing. 
So the thought of hiring someone is so much more delicate than it is. And I never realized like how, how I can be so micromanaged. I'm like, I think I'm a pretty chill person. I'm laid back, but when I hire, I know I'm very laid back, but when it comes yeah. to the, the way I want something executed and friends have worked for me, I am so OCD. I am mm. so stressed out. They always like some of my friends have showed up to my house on an event day. And one of my best friends, Paris, she used to show up with food. She said, I know you didn't eat today. Stop working for two seconds and eat this food I made you. So mm-hmm. I have friends who know that I get very stressed out. So when it comes to hiring and passing on a responsibility of something, I get very, oh, I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself. And I definitely tend to take on too much. I would love to be able to hire someone, but I think I'm still in the phase of I can do that. I can do that. And I haven't reached that. I have reached it, but I haven't been able to delegate. So I get a little bit nervous. Yeah. That's I can imagine thing. at the end. At the end of the day, it's your name, right? It's your yeah. company. It's your name. It's your so baby. I can understand, yeah, why you would be sensitive to that, to, to letting go of some of that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Bree, what is this I read in your questions about doing voiceovers? <laughs> so I'm going to be doing um, a one of my girlfriends. She's a, uh, she does stand-up comedy. She's going to be coming out with a podcast show. She's going to be filming a pilot as well. Um, she asked me, it was a night that I'd been drinking a little bit more. My voice gets raspier when I drink. It's not too bad right now. It's pretty normal. Um, but so she, she asked me, can I borrow your voice? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I need you to do the intro of my podcast and stuff like that. So I'm just going to do the little intro voiceover. And, um, I thought about diving into this winter, maybe when I have some more time, uh, the doing the videos where you kind of talk over what you're doing. Because I've had someone say to me, they're like, your voice would be perfect for doing, doing the voiceover to it. It was excellent in our fake bachelorette part. Yeah, no, it's a good voiceover. I've done voiceovers for you and I've done, I've done them by accident for people. And when I teach, it gets recorded. And I've had people say, oh, like, it's a good teaching voice. It's a good recording voice. But uh, yeah, so I'll be doing that for her, which will be really good idea. You may have to do that for us. Yeah, I'll do your voiceovers. Yeah, you have to come in. Just, my voice. Yeah, we'll ch- change it up and everything, and that'll take us right off. Yeah, this <laughs> podcast was That's brought all to we you by Kevin yeah. Craig. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Craig. Yeah, a nice little sexy voice to be like there you go. Kevin's but podcast yeah, no, takes off. Do you have any um, big holiday uh, parties you're planning for? Right, that people are planning for right now, like Halloween or Christmas? Oh no. You- yeah, so oh, he's telling my internet's yelling at me. Yeah, um, I saw so, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said your internet's unstable. I'm like, I, I, I said. No, the person asking the question was unstable. <laughs> yeah. <what> I meant <laughs> to say. Like, don't answer that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, for people with Halloween, and I notice that this happens every year, people who are booking a Halloween party think that they don't need someone. It's kind of a more casual event. I am booking people for Christmas. People are already planning their holiday parties. More so they're like questions like, do you have this date available? Or I want to book you. They're kind of like dropping seeds. Like I want this, but if it's not really there for Christmas, Halloween, people will the day before or like something when they've taken on too much. Cause I think no one notices how much a party can be on you until it, you're planning it you're trying to get things together so I do keep a couple days around it is my birthday weekend so 
I already have that time free. And most times, most times than not, I'm working my birthday at a Halloween party because they, they're like, we're falling apart. We don't know how to get it together. And, but it's never a pre-booking for that. Christmas, yes. Halloween, it's, it's always like a day or two before that I have to scramble. Do you have any interesting stories about some of the Halloween parties you've been to? Oh God. I mean, there's a lot of, the Halloween parties are always really fun. I used to have one every single year. Um, I guess my own Halloween parties are probably where the stories are most ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah, exactly. So when I book my own, I like to have a theme. Uh, also, of course, you know, got to have a theme for the Halloween party. So the last one I was able to host where this year I might, you know, I'm not, I'm not too sure, but the last one before COVID, uh, I had a creepy carnival theme. So instead of just doing regular, like anyone could dress whatever they wanted, but I made all my best friends and like, this is my birthday weekend. So you have to do this. Um, everyone, I dressed up as the ringmaster. I had carnival stuff everywhere, popcorn containers, you know, just creepy carnival theme everywhere. And um, my best friend dressed up as cotton candy. She wore like a cotton candy wig and like wrapped herself like cotton candy. We had a clown. We had just a bunch of really fun um, costumes like that. And then the year after all my, all my parties are a really weird theme. And then I like to be hands off when I'm hosting. Like I can go crazy decor, anything I can tr- control. But I think the biggest issue a host can do is when you make people feel bad for you for hosting, and I noticed that some things that people do where, and they don't mean to, they're just, they get stressed and they're running around their own party cleaning or, or still setting up when people are getting there. Some people feel obligated to help you. And that's just my biggest, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make anyone think I'm working my party because it shouldn't be that way. But so what I tend to do is I get all my food delivered. I'm not going to cook anything. I'm not going to do this. I'll midnight call in a Popeye's order and just like walk in the room with like bags of fried chicken and just put them on the table or like pizza. Like I love the most casual. Don't make anyone feel like you're doing too much. Like you won't see me put anything in the oven or me trying to cook when people are over. I think you're onto something with like maybe a do's and don'ts of being a host or hostess. Yes. You know, I, know. I love that. Like yeah. be fully prepared. Don't do the last minute setup when people walk in. Like those are things I me- don't think of. And I was actually in event planning years ago. And yeah. that's so true. It's you don't think of that. Yeah. No, I um I started right. Someone told me that like, you should start writing a book. And I'm like, well, I don't feel like I have, I don't know why I, I feel this way. I'm like, I don't know if I have like the years yet to like write a book, but I guess people write books all the time. I wrote one technically, like I have it. Um, it's not edited or anything. I don't have pictures. I just wrote everything I know and what I think people do wrong. So, um, and I have a title in the works, but I was going to have a checklist of do's and don'ts. So it's funny you say that it's do this, have this ready. It was all going to be all about lists. Um, lists of things that you need that you don't think you need the science behind how much ice you need how much booze per person and I, I thought think that would go so well because so many people today especially with weddings there are so many women that I know that are like oh I just went on Etsy and ordered this and they think they can do it all because they have yeah. like Pinterest and I'm sure yeah. you run into that all the time so the they buy your book to be prepared but at the end of the day they're still going to come to you because you're going to do it better yeah <laughs> yeah because I'm like I have the answers like I can do this but hopefully I'll be able to come out with that soon I was going to call it um am I on the list because it has to do with parties and Cute. then so. I like that I love it 
I you. love it. Yeah, trademark it right Trade, now. I was just going to say TM. Trademark it. I'll call Kevin Craig. Kev Craig, give me this trademark. Yeah. There you so go. If he's trademark. sponsoring us, he can trademark Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would love to. He'd be so excited. But, yeah. Well, JP likes hosting parties, so you can tell her how to host the party. She said she yeah, wants to Yeah, please. Come host it for me. Because I'm with I, you. Mean, I would love to. She's in LA. You don't mind going to LA, yeah, right? Yeah, fine. Come cross country. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think people for parties and, you know, weddings and, and all the things, I think people imagine it's going to be so much less expensive for them to do it themselves. Yes. And then they get halfway through it and they're like, I can't, like, I can't do this. And then they end up paying somebody anyway. So you're right. If you can just understand from the beginning, from the get go, at least a guideline, what an amazing asset to have yeah. to get you started. Yeah, I feel that way about so many things. I'm very pro like hire a professional because when it comes to even, even when it comes to a wedding planner, like I'm going to plan my own wedding. I'm going to call the venues. I'm going to do this. I'm going to plan my food. When you don't hire a wedding planner. So I, I assist for wedding planners sometimes when I'm flexible. JD Designs is someone who I work for a lot and seeing what she does for the couples, not only does she know what's regular and expected, reads your contracts for you, knows when you're getting ripped off. So that money you think you're going to save by not hiring a professional also applies to that. Okay. Kind of go to bat for you and work in your budget and they know where and how to get what you want for what you want to pay and they can pay themselves within it as well. But I think that applies for floristry and bartending because you know, of course I get a lower rate on liquor. I can make my own syrups. I do all these things that you not only don't have to do now, but I will get the best quality and I'll just know how to get it cheaper and to work towards you. And decorations are the same. Flowers are the same. When people try to do their own flowers, I get wholesale prices and you know, you won't. So there's a lot of ways that it's just best to hire a professional because they really know what they're doing and you're not saving as much money as you think you are sometimes. I well, and then you're just so much less stressed mm-hmm. and that's worth it right there. Exactly. Exactly. You nailed it on the head. Even for parties, if you want to host a, just a regular party, I like the idea of having someone who's going to just handle everything. You can right? just sit back and yeah, I mean, why not? It's even better. I can just get smashed and wake up and see what the <laughs> end result was. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the entire like real wives franchise? That's all they do, right? It's all I hear about. Yeah. Parties and I guess I don't want smashed. I definitely prefer, I'm noticing myself turn into like a little like event hermit where as much as I love, you know, I love going to parties and I, I love going to weddings and all that, but I love working them and I can't help myself because when you see someone else doing it, it's almost like when you work at a restaurant, if if you've ever worked in a restaurant, when you go to try to dine there, you just can't because you want to clear the tables. You want to help the servers. You want to write down the order for them and hand it to them. Like you can't relax. So I feel that way almost at every event. I can never just sit and not look at, and then I'm asking questions. I'm like, Ooh, these tabletop labels are so cute. Where did you buy these? I'm looking at it, like being a total creep to all the things that they bought. But it means I'm in the right place. So are you now like working out of Portland and Boston or is it, I mean, what was the change to decide to move? Or yeah. it just uh, Working on it kind of um, my friends, of course, we included who are upset with me for moving love to hear it. they're like oh so like how's it going I'm like I technically work in Boston and I just made my commute harder so I've been all my events for this next year are still in Boston uh New Hampshire I basically am traveling every single day for something tomorrow um I'll be working at, at, by TD Gar at Luxury 
building by TD Garden. Um, so I'm always back and forth in Boston, bouncing around Virginia, New Hampshire, everywhere. I've only had one main event so far. So it's been, um, I know once it clicks and once I get it, my foot in the door and I find someone's hiring me, I know it'll kind of come together and I'm not too, too worried. And I'm very fortunate to be able to hold on to one market while I adjust and kind of have the other. I definitely don't want to leave the Boston market either. Um, I don't mind driving at all, but uh, I have one main event that I've done and uh, it's with this company called Hooked where he does party rentals. He'll do like a bar rental. He did like a mobile bar that kind of, you know, those ones that look like a trailer. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he has one of those and he's the kind of the missing piece he has is everything that I offer. So hilariously, he actually found me on, um, what is it on hinge, like on a dating app. So when I moved here, I, because, because I was sneaky. Yeah. And we're not dating or anything, but I was sneaky and I thought, okay, people may not look at my Instagram. I mean, I don't know how to get in this market. I'm going to put my business on hinge. That is so I, it works. It's been working for me. And I put it on there. Um, my pictures are pretty much of me creating and building stuff anyways. My Instagram's linked. I'm like, check me out. I have actually, I haven't opened the app since I did that. Cause I kind of like, I got a new phone. I forgot. So like, I've been getting messages of like, Hey, no, dating aside, I know you didn't match me, but cause it's like, I haven't opened it. They're like, but I like love your work and I own a, this company and whatever. So I've actually met a lot of people who need the services that I have here through advertising myself on hinge, which kind of makes me feel bad. Cause I'm like, it's like confusing. Why? It works. Why not? Right. It Let works. me find a new way. Yes, that is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's been really, really good for me so far. Um, I do have bookings that are coming out of it. I just haven't worked them yet, except for the one. So that's that's my little technique. If you ever move somewhere and you don't know how to get your name out there, then just put it put it on a dating profile. Put your company on a dating profile. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. But yeah, it worked should, out. Should have thought about that years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know a bunch of people like get the law, they'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really couldn't be like in the process of like showing myself in the courtroom. I guess that wouldn't. I don't know. It wouldn't <laughs> work. Your, yours works perfectly, right? You know, I, mean, yeah, I think hers is good. Yours yeah, I could do not it. so much that niche. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They'd be like, yeah, it's kind of guys an idiot. You know, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, where do you see yourself in the future with this company? Do you see yourself growing to something else, or? Um, I guess all I've been doing because. The way I've been taking on so many things when COVID hit because I'm, it's almost like I'm holding on to them out of fear. I'm like, okay, if I let go of this, will I drown? Like, can I, how many things can I juggle? So for the future, I would really love to narrow down what I'm best at and really focus my attention on one thing. So whether it's, I'm just, you know, the bartender who only decorates the bar or some type of package, I need to simplify what I do a little. So I don't feel like I'm offering too much all the time. Uh, one idea that I did have that I may, I may do, I may not. I was going to call it like a wedding on wheels and it would be the trailer. Hopefully if I, I'm going to pitch this to him eventually, the guy who I'm working with his trailer, but it's a package and you get, you know, a bouquet and a boutonniere, just the two things to get married. Aisle runner comes out the back, you get married and then there's your bar and I do the bar. So it was almost like you get this wedding the wedding ceremony, all the basics that you need, but um, no centerpieces, no nothing like that, just clean and simple. So that's something that I'm, I'm hoping that I can develop because the wedding on the run, I love it. 
Yeah, like a little just, you know, quick, quick wedding, little backyard thing. All the things that you really need to get married um, or to have certain events, I would love to be, turn them into packages. We'll see, fingers crossed. Well, that's good. So if someone wants, you want to give um, everyone your, um, your information for your company and how to get in touch with you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, to find my company, it's Cactus and Cone on Instagram, also on TikTok. My email is cactusandcone at gmail. Dot com, but also if you want to link to my website, which easy cactusandcone.squarespace.com, but it's also linked on my Instagram. So to find anything there, my portfolios on there, my most updated portfolios, definitely on my Instagram. I do my best to update my website, but when I'm working on other people's websites, I think mine kind of falls short, but um, it does offer all my services and kind of explain the pages that I run and show some of my food photography and like the random things that you wouldn't think I do. I like to hide on my website. That's great. And you know what? I also noticed too, that you are, you're a volunteer. You volunteered for, um, what, voter registration drive. Oh, I did. Yeah. And yeah, a citizen, did. yeah. Citizen clinic volunteer. Yeah. yeah. So you're familiar with Mira? I am, but I was just looking up your information. I am familiar with it, but, um, yeah. I was just looking up your information. I thought that was great that you were involved with that. I mean, yeah. you want to talk about any of that? Yeah, no, actually, um, it's funny. So I helped my mom get her citizenship uh, about four years ago. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so that it is a huge thing. It's very exciting. I when I minored in Spanish, I was trying to you know keep it more fluent. I wasn't. I was too scared to have conversations with people who had the slang. So I, it was good for me to be working for naturalization papers and kind of translating for people, telling them um, if they were confused about something on the form, I could explain you know, what exactly the process entails, especially the law side. Sometimes I would do something that was intended for a lawyer, just explaining their rights. And if they left a gap in their travels, that they could get flagged. And so I would fill out the papers for them. And one of the things I left, so my mom actually wasn't a citizen. She was of course born in Thailand, didn't become a citizen yet. And for, for a very long time, she's been here for a while. She just was very scared, even though she's married. She just kept thinking like, once she tried to go for her papers, they would like send her back to Thailand. So she just never Aww. tried. Yeah. And so a couple of years ago, uh, all the Christmas gifts I've given her every single year, I was giving her things for being a volunteer. So I had the flashcards, the like what the last few on the test and all these papers and what the papers actually are and all the, all this information. I was always trying to bring it to her because when I worked these drives and saw people, one, very excited, getting their citizenship you know, doing it the right way and just really like being so excited to have passed and become an American citizen. I wanted that so badly for her because she's always been a little bit embarrassed if she gets flagged for going to a meeting, you know, some building security. There's the weirdest things that would just happen when she's very much a citizen here in her own ways for being here for so long. So I forced it on her. Finally, she pulls out all the things. She's like, okay, I'm going to take the test. And I got to go with her on that day. I wasn't allowed to fill out her papers, but being a part of Mira was really great because I got to like get her her citizenship through the program. So I am a big fan of Mira. That's great. Do you help uh, anyone else or just their, your family? Do you help any other people or is it just something you just stuck um, with your mother? I, so out of anyone I, I knew personally, she's the only one who I helped get her foot in the door there and kind of set her up with those people. But I filled out a lot of naturalization papers for people. So I thought it was cool that like my name is on people's N400s. And that was always like, I'm like, I feel like I'm a part of this. And it was, it was a good feeling. 
That's awesome. Yeah, you become invested, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I took almost I want to look them up, but I know that's confidential. I can't probably, but I want I <laughs> hope they're doing well. That's great. Now I I had to ask a question that Marie told me to ask you because I asked her, how yeah. did you meet Kevin Crick? <laughs> it's a traditional question now that you um, probably the same answer. Um how I met Kevin Crick was Oh, I know. Is it was it four wins? Yeah, a bar. I'm not that was not my bar. answer. That was their guess to my answer. Yeah. yeah. Mine so, was a boat, but close. Yeah, it's funny though. Oh, Kev Craig. So Kevin and Pappy were like my first friends in the North End when I moved there and I was bartending. Hey guys, that's full circle to the pick one. Kevin and Packy. Well done. I had to make up for it. So I was like, I'm gonna add Kevin and Packy. Technically, Packy was my first North End friend. But um, I met them both bartending at Four Winds, which recently closed. So RIP to that. It's a nice little horribly decorated dive bar. That Terrible. Congregated great people, but worst carpet I've ever seen in the bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I worked there for a bit. I was working my way through college. So I'd be sitting there, you know, with my books and just doing everything. And they would even help me. Sometimes I'd put my homework down and like Kevin and Patrick would, like, help me with my homework. So. That's how I ended up meeting him and becoming very close with him. And we've been friends ever since. So yeah, he's, he's the best. And then, you know, when he falls, falls asleep at the bar, you know, we give him a little tap. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he loves right. to fall asleep. Yes, I know Kevin. <laughs> well. we went yeah. to, we've been to Vegas together. So I, I know the trials <laughs> and tribulations of so Kevin. He was asleep everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It disappeared, comes in. And oh, one night we were out to like, he met someone and we were out to like, <laughs> Six o'clock in the morning. Our flight was leaving at like ten. I'm like, Kevin, I'm gonna kill you. Oh yeah, and you know for a fact he'll sleep through the club. He'll sleep. Oh his- yeah, oh, he sleeps yeah. through anything. So, and yeah. be late. And be yeah. very late. Yeah, I got videos of it. Lots of videos of Kevin sleeping. Yep. Sounds like a good sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> he sponsor. He is. He recommended everyone. You know, he tells everyone to come on. So I, I can't. He's gonna yeah, be our next sure. booking agent. Yeah. Well, you know, Brianna, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I have some, like a couple questions. I'm going to try to avoid one question after last week's. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I want it. <laughs> well, no, it could, you wouldn't answer this. I hope you wouldn't answer the same way. Otherwise, no. we, we might have, uh, it was a funny answer. I just was, wasn't was expecting funny. it when I asked. It. Hey, Derek, can I have a couple quick questions before you? Of course, you, uh... you sure can. So, Brianna, you probably know this, but JP and I, so we are in the hotel because we're the ones that book the programs and then you kind of come okay. in and make them all happen. Poor, right? So yeah. we don't represent Boston Hotel, so it's okay. You can tell us. I want to ask you a question in terms yeah. of your favorite raw space in Boston. It's been about, gosh, it's been 10 years since I've sold Boston. But tell our listeners right now, hey, if you could get that one spot, what are the one or two spots? And money wasn't an object. But what's the one or two spots right now for event space that you really love? And how about the new Omni or just I anything? Yeah. So no, that's such a good question because when I think about these ticketed events that I want to have, you know, you have to factor in so many things and I've always wanted to have a dinner at is I love the downstairs lounge area. And I know this is like, it's not a hotel, it's a restaurant, but I just think that space does such a good job. And it's you know beautiful. What, Priyana, and it if you can say that forever. one more time, I think we yeah. lost you. That you broke yeah, up. Yeah, I know my, my internet's yelling at me. It's I swear I paid I paid my bill this month. I don't know what you're thinking <laughs> out. <laughs> um, but so I really love Bastille Kitchen's lounge room. 
And I always have wanted to host an event there. Another space, obviously Yvonne's is beautiful and probably crazy expensive to host. I would never even like put that in the realm of possibilities for something I would throw, but I really love those like lounge spaces for maybe a bar or liquor event. Um, I've attended events there and I just think they're very cozy. Um, as for like, maybe like a lighter, brighter space or a hotel, I haven't had, I think it's because I lived in Boston that I haven't had an opportunity to see hotel spaces in a, in a way or staying in a hotel or something. Cause a lot of the events that I do are kind of outdoors or at venues that are out on the outskirts. So I know a lot about the venues outside the city, but not necessarily the wedding venues on the inside the city. So I'm a little bit more whimsical farmy when I'm booking venues, but Bastille and Yvonne's I think are gorgeous. Would love to ever like host a really fun party. If I could host my Halloween party anywhere, it would be Yvonne's. It's beautiful. Um, but so, sure. yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, that's a good answer. Oh, you didn't say anything. All right. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of hotels that I'm familiar in other places. I'm like, wow, I would love to host something here, but Boston, I haven't really had a chance because I've never really stayed in hotels because I live there, but yeah, that hotel business. Definitely. I think I'm trying to think of weddings. There was one, oh, um, the event space that I went to that I really, really liked. Was it, I, I think it might have been, it's in Copley. It's that one in Copley. I think that one was really pretty once. I've been there once. I know it's like bad. It's a terrible representation of where I was, but I know that there's one in Copley that I really loved. It's the main one. I don't know, Brian, you know that? It's like the awning. I was there so long ago and I remember being like- Yeah, there's, there's a couple there. I mean, the, the, the big, the popular wedding place there is the Fairmont Copley. That's what it was. Um, yeah, the red awning. Yeah. The awning. <laughs> it's like that's yeah, the, the family on Copley has this. They have their own dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one. I was like, "There's." I went to an event there. Just ridiculous. That one was really pretty. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. See, Brian was able to ask a great question. JP and Maria, do you have, Maria? Do you have any other questions you want to ask? Um, I want to make sure I didn't cut anyone off. Yeah. Actually, Marie took over the podcast for like half, but anyway, so she. I love it. Hey, listen, I didn't want to step on toes, but when you open I'm the floodgates, it's going to happen. That's what I wanted. I wanted you to get involved. Seriously, that's why I had you on. Marie, I love your tattoos. Um, is there a next one? What's it going to be? Where are we at? Yeah. This? There is a next one. We're getting really one. personal now, huh? Yeah, no, it's cute. <laughs> there, is, there is a next one. It's like an art joke. So it's going to be on the backs of my calves and they're going to match. Um, there are two pictures of bunnies, but one of them says harmony. One of them says dissonance. The one that's harmony is two bunnies that kind of their ears come together and it's a harmonious image. And then the other one is dissonance. Bunnies are in a bunch of little pieces. I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but um, that's, that is my next piece that I'm getting done. Right? And it's going to be on my calves, but I have to wait to the, Till I'm not playing soccer, of course, because then you can't wear the socks. So right. I've been putting that one off for a bit. Yeah. Very cool. You are walking hard work. <laughs> Let's see. You wear it well. I'm <laughs> trying to be. I, I know I like got to keep it. Like, I don't want to get too covered where it doesn't flow. Like, I'm aware of that. But it's really hard to not just get completely covered. So I'm taking my time. JP, any final question? I guess as we kind of close out, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who might be thinking of starting their own business, what would your piece of advice be? Yeah. Um, so I guess 
being a business owner, especially a new business owner and being so afraid of all the things you're going to do. There's this quote that I really like that gives me confidence that in the things I'm doing, because as a business owner, you're not, you're not just one thing. You're never just like, Oh, I'm just doing this. And like, that's it. You're going to have to mold and morph and change to not only what the market needs, but the new versions of yourself. Cause I probably restructured what I think I'm going to do a billion times. And I always, sometimes you think you beat yourself up like, Oh, I'm not doing this anymore. It's is it cause I failed at it or am I just better at this? So you're going to kind of bounce back and forth between so many things. But um, the quote I love was it's by Rick Rubin. Are you guys familiar? Rick Rubin, of course, he is like a record producer for Columbia and he's just super cool guy. Lots of wisdom. Look up his quotes. He's just really smart. Uh, one thing he says that I love is I don't know anything, but I trust my taste. And that's one of my favorite quotes because it's good. Not only is it good to just go into everything, assuming you know nothing and teach yourself anything you're going to do, but just trusting your taste, trusting your instincts and being able to change as things change as a business owner has been really important for me and being able to just give yourself self-trust that you're going to handle it. Your business is going to be okay. If you keep working and go with whatever seems to be fitting at the time, I think it's probably the best advice because I fought it for a while. And once I let my company fall into place, I realized that I am the whole event package. I'm not just one thing. And it's been working great for me. Yeah, I think that's great advice. JP, is it, um, do you have any advice for someone as a woman who wants to be a business owner? Did you say that to me? Oh, yeah. So, oh, for a woman. So for a woman business owner. I mean, you run any obstacles that people put yeah, on you. A lot. Yeah. So I definitely had obstacles because I work with, you know, of course, a lot of men and one thing as a woman that I had to be able to, I love that question because one thing as a woman that I, I I've experienced behind the bar for sure, but not, not in something like this where you're already kind of questioning your own abilities because behind the bar, I know my experience. I know this, the business owner, whatever it is that you could title my job to be, it's hard to be confident and hold your price and stand your ground because a very experienced businessman, especially if they're booking you, they're, they're smart. And they're going to sometimes be like, well, why is this this much? I have someone else who's charging this. And why is this this and that? And you'll never hear a lot of women don't tend to work that way. Uh, and like I said, it's, you know, it's smart because they're good. They're, they'll cut down my prices. And then I'm like, wait a minute, like I'm not making any money. And uh, I have to sometimes stand my ground a little bit more when working with men, because they ask me a little bit harder questions They're They just handle things differently. So for a woman working in the business world, especially alongside men, you have to know how to be confident in your product and what you do, know your stuff especially knowing yourself and not even pretending, you know, it, but you need to know exactly what you're talking about so that you can always, you know, combat anything, answer any questions and it, just knowing more will give you more confidence so that you don't change your prices. Cause I have a really hard time as like a woman, we always like want to accommodate everyone. And I always try to undercut my own prices because I know what things cost. And if a bride, even brides too, if they come to me and they want a budget and I know that's not enough and I won't make any money, I've had a lot of times where I say yes and I do it anyways, and then it always ends up completely killing me. And I don't make, sometimes I haven't made any money because I want to make something so great for someone and I don't know how to say no. So both saying no, holding your ground, those things can be really important. Great. 
And that's what, you know, that's the tough one, right? So, yeah. Sometimes as a woman, you don't, um, you know, as a man, I, I, yeah, I don't run into those same issues, right? As, but as yeah. a woman, you could always run into issues that mm-hmm. a man wouldn't know about. So that's always good advice for people. Yeah. But all right. So I'll end it with a couple of questions and, um, and uh, we'll end it that way. So these are questions like, you know, just random questions. So basically one of them is like, what's in the trunk of your car right now? <laughs> so um, I have a truck. So right, truck. it's a pile of rope and a bunch of bungee cords. And Here leaves. we go again. I'm like asking questions. It's like- <laughs> but, but you know what? Let's just do the back of my car because it's a bunch of flamingo floaties that are float drinks. Because that's like the thing that's in my car right now. <laughs> hey, did they ever catch the Night Stalker? Did they ever catch the Night Stalker? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> no, they followed out of Portland and then they didn't know what to do. Yeah, I lost them. They lost the trail. This question, <laughs> and this wasn't the question I even asked last week that went down this road. They did the thought, same thing? No, it was like, I feel like I'm no. interviewing serial killers. Oh my God. You're just going to solve a new murder every week. All right. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be the next episode of like uh, on the ID channel. True crime. Rihanna Betts. Is she really a florist or is she a killer? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe this, hopefully this doesn't lead down another way, but what's the most embarrassing thing you've done on a date? Oh my God. <laughs> so many things. Um, well, I tend to have this like habit where, of course, and I think a lot of people do this, but mine is more extreme is when you get nervous on a first date. This is why I've only I've only been on a couple like I don't do first dates. I'm like, you know me already. And we'll date. like, I'm not going to do this, but I will drink heavily because I'm so nervous. And I almost have never remembered a first date. And I've done a lot of embarrassing things. And for one of them, we ended up dating for two years and we moved in together. And I ask him about our first date all the time. I'm like, what did I do? And he always told me that I was so drunk at this bar Samurai on, on Boylston that closed recently that I was just chugging scorpion bowls. I was so nervous. Oh. And I gave, I took my phone out of my pocket because I heard someone say they worked at the Apple store and I gave it to him. I go, here, have my phone because it was an Apple phone. And I, and he's like, what? Like, I don't understand. I was like, keep it, keep it, keep it. And then I got on the bar and I like walk, tried to crawl in the bar. The guy picked me up. He had to carry me home to carry me to my like dorm at the time. I was like young at the time and <laughs> I shouldn't have been drinking at the bar anyways. And then I went into my cafeteria, kicked off my shoes, thought I was home in the dorm cafeteria, just basically had a whole night like that. And then the next day I had to like some, the guy found me on Twitter and he said, Hey, I get, you kept insisting. I keep your phone. Here's my address. If you want to come get it. And I was just a horse, so embarrassed. Like, Oh my God, I liked this guy so much. And the first date, I just ended up giving away all my belongings, my wallet. I just kept giving stuff away. I don't know what I was trying to pull, but that was probably my most embarrassing first date and story. But we did it for two years. He thought it was hilarious, but that's a winner of a story. It's a ridiculous. There's so much more. (laughs) I I danced in a construction site that night too. I did a bunch of stuff. (laughs) So is that why you bring the bungee cord? Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why I have the. Yeah. Well, Brianna, I really appreciate you coming on. I'll send you, actually, I'm going to send you a text if you can just give me your address so I can send you a mug. Marie has a mug. Can't wait. 
So, and um, if you have any questions like that, you can reach out to us, but I really do appreciate you coming on. If you want to yeah. give your uh, handle one more time, your, your, your email, yeah. your uh, website information. Well, thanks for having me again. I had a blast. This is awesome. And a little happy hour with you guys. Uh, so my info, once again, Instagram is cactus and cone. And the easiest way to find all my info is on my Instagram, but also emails cactus and cone at gmail.com. And my website is all linked up there as well. Yeah, all right. Well, 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 yeah, we'll get that information. We'll put it on when we release this. I know um, we're a little bit busier now, but uh, we'll, we'll let you know when these are going to come out and we'll, you know, we'll reach out to you for additional information so you can put it on there. We'll put it with the episode. The good thing now is where our Facebook page now is set up where uh, as of last night, the episodes go right directly onto our Facebook page too. So people can go right there and actually go on our Facebook page, play it that way. We're on Spotify. So we'll have all your information on our Facebook page right. and Instagram. We'll share it for you. That's how all these international people are following it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're like, I Googled, I ended up on this Facebook page, and now I listen to a podcast. I'm like, I, yeah, I had someone swearing at me in Germany the other day. I was like, what the hell is this all about? You're like, where did I get No, no, I'm like, yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. I was no, like, no. Julian. No, 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 no. But I want, listen, I really appreciate it, Brianna. I appreciate, Marie, appreciate it. JP, really appreciate it. Thank you um, for having me. You know, you know what? We're going to do some more episodes, all of us together, hopefully. And I know I spoke to Marie about doing another one on a cocktail hour with my friend. So we'll be around again. And um, I want to thank everyone for the opportunity. Brian, you want to take us home? He doesn't know where he is. <laughs> he doesn't know where you he is. You know, and I, Jen Pazika knows I struggle with the mute button. Um, so, yeah, thank you again. It was really awesome listening to your story. Um, you know, it's been, we're just rounding, we're getting ready to finish season one. And so we're really finishing on a high note with so many awesome people. So continue to, to follow us. And we have some great content on, on YouTube as well. That, um, is some, some of it's exclusive, uh, that's not on our, our bus route platform. So just, and if anyone who wants to join us for season two, if you have someone or yourself or someone that has an awesome story, um, hook, connect with us on Instagram, LinkedIn, yeah. you name it. We're not. We're not yet on uh, TikTok. My daughter is, who's who's fourteen. Of course she is. Anyway, so thank you again, everybody, and uh, and thank you to, to Brett and all the hard work he's doing too, because he puts these things together once they get on bus. Yeah, I noticed so. he joined us late, so uh, I really appreciate that. And um, well, have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Well, cheers, guys. Thanks for having cheers. me. Thank you to the team at Seventy Eight Brutsky Productions for putting together another great show of the Three Guys podcast. And also to our listeners, we appreciate your support.